Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Niraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well. Had a nice weekend overall. Um, definitely some interesting weather. Uh, so hope you're all staying safe and uh, staying warm as well. So quite a bit to get to. Obviously, uh, NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. A lot of games uh, took place and obviously ends tonight with the Cardinals and the Rams, which should be a good one as well. I was almost right with the majority of these games. We'll see if this one tonight is the case. But um, well, what a weekend. A couple, a couple of interesting games. A few were obviously lopsided and got out of hand quickly. Um, others were pretty interesting with the officiating and how the game momentum was. And one surprising definitely result that uh, will be talked about for quite a bit um throughout this week so let's get right into it uh before i do that as always thank you for listening uh do share do check out all my episodes and content on the various podcasting platforms um and appreciate it um and let's keep it going so I want to start off by recapping the game between the Cincinnati Bengals and Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Bengals earned their first playoff win in almost 31 years with a 26-19 win over the Raiders. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase combined for a great performance. Uh, Burrow had two touchdowns. Chase is over 100 yards receiving. He was really good on uh, a lot of his uh, targets. And the difference in this game was really Cincinnati being able to do a much better job of converting and getting points on their possessions compared to the Raiders. You know, the Raiders had a couple of costly penalties, a couple of turnovers, and obviously the special teams miscue where the player stepped out of bounds or um, one foot was out of bounds while he touched the ball. So, you know, the Raiders kind of made a couple of mistakes early that put them in a little bit of a hole. But despite that, their defense actually played pretty well. Uh, holding the Bengals to a bunch of field goals as uh, much as they could. And uh, Derek Carr, you know, he was able to do some things well in this game, but, you know, had that fumble early. Uh, he did find, obviously, Renfro and Waller quite a bit in this game. Um, Josh Jacobs had a nice game overall as well. Uh, but, you know, the Raiders hung around. There was, a, obviously, a one officiating a play or so that, you know, obviously, maybe there was a whistle that was, you know, called and Raiders didn't know if that was a play was going on, going to happen or not. But the officiating crew, although will not be working any for the playoff games this um, this postseason. Now, I mean, you could say that, you know, that could have been a factor in that. But then again, the Bengals were pretty much driving. They might have scored anyways if that call even wasn't you know, made. But. You know, the Bengals stayed ahead of the chains. They got a huge interception at the end of the game where the Raiders had a chance to tie the game. Derek Carmichael made some solid throws, but he threw a pick. Um, They're on fourth and goal, I believe, and uh, give the Bengals defensive credit. Their pass rush actually played much better than I thought. Uh, they made some key you know, plays in this game to give them some momentum. And how about Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, and the Cincinnati Bengals team really having a surprising run, a incredible season, and... They got a huge playoff win, um, and I believe they'll be playing the Tennessee Titans next week. You know, so that is going to be really great. But all the way around, a great season for both teams. The Raiders obviously overcame a lot of 
things to throw their way and Derek Carr played well as he could. Obviously, you know, the offensive line is something they have to address, but you know, there were a lot of things with the Raiders this season and they still had a chance at the end of this game to make it an interesting one. So uh, they had a great season in one way or another. And for the Bengals, like I said, you just saw a lot of guys step up at the right moment. Uh, a lot of good plays were, you know, happening for the Bengals and they got some things going, going their way and they got a huge playoff win. Um, and, you know, obviously the whole Cincinnati uh, area is probably celebrating and then some, um, and they obviously do want to keep on getting better and better. And we'll see now how they do in their matchup against Tennessee next week. So the night game on Saturday was, was between the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots. And boy, what kind of game was this was? I mean, I expected a much closer game. I thought, I thought the Bills would win, but I think the Bills would win by 30 plus points. The Bills ended up winning 47 to 17 of the New England Patriots. Uh, they dominated the Patriots defense. Josh Allen had five touchdown passes. I think the Bills scored almost scored all seven possessions they had. Um, they were just really forcing the Patriots to play out of their style. Patriots obviously love to run the run the football, play good defense, have their quarterback make some decent throws. But this one was tough from the get-go I mean you saw the Bills get out to a lead got a turnover on Mac Jones and I mean you know the Bills had more rushing yards than the Patriots which is a huge surprise almost 174 yards rushing in this game uh Singletary had two touchdowns I mean it was the kind of game which the Bills just kept on putting up points and the Patriots had no answer on defense Allen was incredible with his rushing ability Escaping out of pressure situations, making some throws. Dawson Knox was pretty good in this game as well. The pass, like I said, they just could not get any rhythm going early on. The game was already kind of over at, at halftime. Um, McDaniels just could not dial up. And Mac Jones, you know, finished with two touchdowns, two interceptions. But, you know, it was just kind of a struggle early on because he had to do a lot. Uh, because they're, because the Patriots' defense was really uh, taken down a lot in this game. And... The Bills, if they play like this, they can beat anybody. Uh, Their pass rush was really effective overall in terms of getting getting to it. You know, the speed of their defense, the overall play was pretty, pretty good. Um, And look at the Patriots. You know, they had quite a season. I mean, Mac Jones deserves some credit for being able to put forth some good numbers this year. They got back to the postseason. Their defense, although definitely there are some decisions they have to make who they want to keep. You know, who do they want to let go of? But retooling is definitely going to be something that Bill Belichick is going to have to do. Um, and Mac Jones, like I said, he had an interesting season. He was really trending upwards, kind of hit a little bit of a rough stretch down the, you know, now these final few games. But, you know, they do have something to build on next year with the talent that they have. But the wideout spot is still something that I think the Patriots have to address. Uh, because that just was not as apparent in this game. I mean, Kendrick Bourne, yeah, had a touchdown, and you know that was great. But the Pats wide receiving corps outside of their running backs, just not much there. And who knows if it will improve or not? But they're gonna have to find a way to address that a little bit more better this off season. Uh, the tight ends definitely did not be much as a factor, and that's the surprising thing with the Patriots was that their tight ends really weren't much of a factor in this game. And that's gonna have to be something that they have to work on. In the offseason of changing that up and trying to, 
you know, make sure that they are better in that area um, going ahead um, because that was a struggle. As for the Bills now, I mean, look at the Bills. They had, they had a rough spot too in their season, but this was a, a complete win. And now they likely will be facing a team that, you know, they lost in the Asian game last year. So it's going to be a great divisional playoff series. And I'll get to that. Uh, obviously, as time goes on, but it was definitely surprising to see the Patriots lose this badly. Um, and like I said, once you get to another style, you know things are are pretty rough after that. So um, you know, you look at the Bengals, you look at the um, you know Buffalo Bills. Uh, they have some interesting matchups next week, and anything can happen. But uh, it should be fun to see how how Joe Burrow continues to play and. You know how Josh Allen if he can continue to pick up on his success he had in this game um, on the road next week. So in this next segment, I want to get to a couple of the uh, Sunday games um, that took place and. Um, the first Sunday game was between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Bucs um, opened up their uh, you know, championship defense with a 31-15 to win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Bucs got some great performances from their running backs in Giovanni Bernard and I think Bog. Uh, Leonard Fournette was out and those guys both had touchdowns in this game. So the Bucs really got off to a good start. Uh, Mike Evans caught a touchdown as well. Brady had two touchdowns, no turnover. The Eagles, on the other hand, turned the ball over quite a bit. You know, they just could not put up too many points early. Had a turnover on downs, which was not great. And they also had a, you know, Jalen Hurts threw an interception in Bucks territory. So, look at this game, you know, it kind of came down to the Bucks really just putting up points. Um, their defense playing particularly well. And the Eagles, you know, they obviously weren't able to run the football as effectively as they've been doing the last few weeks. And it kind of showed in this game as, you know, they had to play out of their style. And that's what happens in postseason is that some teams can stick to their game plan, their style, and some teams can't. And the Eagles just could never find as much success in the passing game um, to overcome that. You know, you saw Hurts just kind of make some throws. He had a couple of interceptions. Like I said, he threw a lot of times as well. I think about 43 times. So not the kind of formula that the Eagles wanted to have in this game. I mean, he could not find Devonta Smith or Jim Rager as much in this game. And the Bucks were just better in terms of, like, pressure, time, possession. You know, so the Eagles, you know, kind of, kind of, you know got behind in this game. And they made it interesting late with the score. But it was more the Bucks just being able to hit their stride as the game went along and uh for next side running obviously a first playoff game and everything so some of the play calling execution by some of these players were just not as good as it should have been uh the bucks obviously be more experienced and more prepared for a lot of things uh they were able to kind of diagnose things really quickly and really caused a lot of negative plays for the eagles and that's what it came down to was you know getting those negative plays and you know Obviously, look at Mike Evans, look at Gronkowski. Both of them had pretty good games in this one, you know. Um, but Brady obviously has been here and done it so much, and 
he just didn't have to do a whole lot in terms of consistently push the ball down the field. Obviously, he found some opportunities that he could take advantage of. Uh, for Hurts, obviously, you know, you look at him, he's had a great year and everything, and it was just more of a game where his, his decision-making was a little bit off at times, and they couldn't get points. And I think that was the thing that they did go for in a couple of fourth down plays, and they just could not convert those ones. And you look at this Eagles passing corp, you know, they have some really good weapons, and question now is can they continue to build off what they had this year in terms of their weapons and their overall team uh i think they definitely have to address some of their offensive line situation uh but you know this can it's kind of came down to you know more of the eagles for just kind of not being able to run the ball effectively as well and you know the bucks obviously got back some key players this week and you know they are only going to get a little more healthier as this postseason rolls on so you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens but look at the Bucks. you know they obviously with all the kind of thing they've been dealing with uh they're a team that you know they want to see get back to the Super Bowl I hope they don't uh but they continue to keep on finding ways to win in these kind of games and that's the thing is that no matter how much of the talent that they may or may not have they just still have guys who are experienced enough so it's going to take a great team to beat them. And the Eagles just were not as good. You know, they had been able to control time possession a little bit better in this game. Then they could have been a much closer game. But that wasn't the case. And that continued to be an issue where the Eagles fell behind by a lot of points. As a result, they had to start passing the football a lot more. And that's something that Jalen Hurts obviously needs to improve on into heading into next year. And as their starter um, for the foreseeable future. So Tampa, I believe, will be now hosting a playoff game. Another playoff game, I think, next week. Or they might be on the road. It remains to be seen. Um, but it will be telling to see how they um, how they do in terms of what matchup they draw. It's likely going to be them having a home playoff game, another home playoff game. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, but the Eagles, I think... More importantly, you want to see Jalen Rager, Devonta Smith develop some more chemistry with Hurts in the offseason. And the Eagles do have three first-round picks in the 22 NFL draft. So that'll be something that they have to kind of uh, take a look at and, and build on. So the San Francisco 49ers upset the Dallas Cowboys 23-17. to A really dramatic ending for, for this game. Um, you know, Dallas had opportunities late in this game to win and of course there are those people out there who will blame the referee and the officiating and all that but the fact of the matter is you know running a quarterback draw on the final few seconds of the game and not knowing that you have to let that judge touch the ball before you can snap it it was just not the best play calling for Dallas no matter what they say and how they defend it it was just a poor game for Dallas you know and this was a thing that was really surprising was they were the better team in terms of look at their talent, their defense. All right. But then again, they ran into a 49ers team that was playing hot and was more experienced. And that's what it really, really came down to. Um, you know, I mean, Dallas did not execute as well. Dak can say whatever he wants to say, but he did not execute as well as he should have. I mean, the 49ers played a solid game. Huge props to Kyle Shanahan's offense. They dominated time possession. 
Uh, Diego Samuel was really great with a touchdown run in this game. Elijah Mitchell was really good. Now, Zeke had an injury that we kind of found out about a little bit later. You know, but the Dallas running game wasn't there as much. And more importantly, Dallas had 14 penalties. Okay, a lot of key penalties on the defense, some on the offense. And, of course, Dak Prescott threw an interception and they were down 16-7. to You know, so... I mean, this 49ers defense was great. They got, you know, five, six sacks. Really played great. Now, the only thing that's concerning for the 49ers is that Bosa and Fred Warner may have a couple of injuries that will affect their status for next week's game. But, you know, Dallas started off slow. They did not do a good job of pass protecting Dak Prescott. The offensive line was just not good enough. Jimmy Garoppolo did just enough to keep the Niners ahead to a 23-7 lead. They have an interception late which made it a little bit interesting, but Dallas just did not get enough from CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Now, Cooper had a touchdown, yes, but Dalton Schultz, Wilson, a couple of guys just missed some passes. They dropped some passes as well, and as I mentioned, Dallas had a chance to either win the game or get an extra score late, and Dak Prescott really hurt himself with a couple of plays as well, hold on to the ball a little bit too long. Um, but give the Niners credit. Like I said, they really made it tough for Dallas. Um, had the lead, played with the lead. And they really made them work a lot for a lot of their opportunities in this game. And it was just quite a quite a game, like I said. The, the, obviously, the officiating, yes, one way or another. People would say a lot of things about the ref should have been ready for that and this and that. But the penalties, they, they kind of overcome the penalties. Very sloppy game for Dallas. Did not play well enough early on, and when they had to play well early on, they kind of messed up a couple of opportunities. So, overall, what a season for the 49ers. They continue their run in the postseason here in Dallas. Obviously, faces a lot of questions, disappointment, um, because they have such a talented team on defense. And, you know, Trevon Diggs obviously did not have the best of his games, nor did a couple other players, and Randy Gregory as well. So, a little disappointing for Dallas because they need that defense to do even more. They got one turnover, but it just wasn't enough. The offense was supposed to be really the the best thing of this team. And Callum Moore's play calling and Dak Prescott's execution was just not there. Niners had the execution. They had good opportunities. They moved the ball on third down. And they kept the flow of game all in their direction. And that's what it really came down to. So... Hats off to the Niners for pulling off the upset and really <laughs> making that tough Monday for the Dallas Cowboys because they were obviously the better team, which was on paper-wise, but execution, talent-wise, and Kyle Shanahan just really being able to do a much better job of play calling than, than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a different coach than someone right, he, but he, he, there were a couple situations where he should have allowed this offense to go forward on fourth and down, and they did, did not, and that was really telling in this game. He had a lot of trust on that defense, but he should have been better. I think there should have been a lot of situation with Dallas should have gone for it a little bit more than, than than they did. And it came down to penalties and uh, the execution on that draw play. I don't think it was something smart to do. Um, but Dallas goes home now, and they face off season with a lot of questions, a lot of disappointment. And Dak Prescott had a sensational year, um, but just was not good enough to overcome the mistakes they had early on and the sluggish start that they had in this game.
So the last game of Sunday night of Super Wildcard Weekend was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Chiefs ended up winning 42-21 to over the Steelers. I mean, this game was really interesting in the first, half, first quarter, I would say, because obviously the Chiefs just were not getting anything going, kind of were struggling a little bit. You know, Mahomes had an early interception, but... After that, I mean, the second quarter was a totally different story as, you know, Patrick Mahomes got into a rhythm of scoring, you know, three straight times after being down seven to nothing against the Pittsburgh Steelers to, you know, have a 21 to seven lead at halftime, I believe. Uh, the Steelers got a defensive touchdown on a trick play that kind of went wrong for the Chiefs. Um, but outside of that, Pittsburgh just wasn't able to do well enough uh, to keep up with the Chiefs in this game. And both teams had the same amount of time possession in this game. The difference was that the Steelers just weren't able to finish off drives as well. You know, they were 7 of 16 on third down. Uh, ben Rosenberg ended up having two touchdowns, 200 you know yards passing or so, but the running game was still a problem for the Steelers. You know, only 56 yards rushing. The offensive line did struggle. So Harris wasn't able to do a whole lot either. Um, but the Chiefs, you know, they played as well as they could have down the stretch. I mean, Mahomes obviously started trusting his reads, finding a couple of guys. Um, you know, they got energized, obviously. And I think, yeah, Mahomes led the Chiefs to six straight possessions with a score. And, you know, Bryson Pringle was, was pretty good. It was Travis Kelsey. Um, the Steelers just weren't able to do a whole lot um as you you know as i said before like they punted for quite a few of times and um you know claypool wasn't able to do a whole, whole lot either deontay johnson did catch a touchdown but Steelers' points really came at a time where the game was already out of hand and harris did have one fumble but look at harris obviously he's still a talented running back that will be a big part of the steelers future to come as for ben i mean you know he played well as he could have but it just wasn't good enough early on in this game. They needed some more points. They needed some more drives. And this defense definitely got worn out being on the field quite a bit. Uh, their pass rush wasn't able to do um, as much as damage that they hoped to. Um, and Mahomes, like I said, he used his ability to really find different guys in different, different spots. Kelsey finished 180 yards receiving. You know, Hill was somewhat effective as well. But... Um, you know, you saw the Chiefs just have fun in this game as well late with the touchdown to offensive linemen as well, you know. So the Steelers, um, you know, they have a lot, of, a lot of questions because this is most likely Ben's final game as a Steeler. And, you know, he went out obviously trying to play well and doing the things that he could. As for the Chiefs, it's a huge win for them at home. Um, now they obviously are going to, be going up against the Buffalo Bills in the divisional playoff round, which should be really an enticing matchup considering how both teams play earlier in the season and the Buffalo Bills won that game. Uh, but Andy Reid was just really good, obviously. Uh, able to do a lot of good things in this game. As for Mike Tomlin, I got to give it up to him. You know, I said the Steelers weren't going to make the postseason. They did. Had unlikely running and getting into it. Um, but Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit. No matter how this game ended, you know, he at least put the Steelers in a spot where they were able to play a playoff game and 
you know, the big question for the Pittsburgh is now what do they do at quarterback in this offseason? How do they move forward? Because they have a lot of things they have to fix. Um, their defense still will be a, a defense that will be really good, but the speed and the ability to cover is something that the, the Steelers are going to have to address in the offseason. You know, um, you know, look at the Chiefs. You know, they didn't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire in this game, yet they still ran for over 100 yards with, you know, Jarek McKinnon having a strong share of those rushes. Um, and Travis Kelsey ended up throwing a touchdown pass as well in this game. So, I mean, the Chiefs are loaded, they're talented, and they were just too much for the Pittsburgh Steelers like last time. Um, so. It's going to be a great next week of games to really watch out for. I mean, so many storylines to follow. Obviously, like I said, there will be a lot of um, talk about some of the officiating this week and, oh, the ref didn't spot the ball correctly and this and that. There's going to be a lot of those things going to be talked about in Dallas. But, um, you know, we do have the next playoff matchup set. And the only thing that remains tonight is Cardinals and Rams game. Which should be an interesting one. Obviously, Matthew Stafford trying to get that first playoff win. And the Cardinals trying to pull off an unlikely upset. So, a lot of intrigue for tonight. And obviously, the Manning cast and ESPN will have it. Um, so, it's going to be great to see how that all turns out. Um, you know, so I'll definitely be recapping a lot of that and more as the week goes along. Um, so, definitely check that out. And... Yeah, I got to get back into some other topics as well. On the sporting world, a lot of things coming up with college basketball, the NBA season, how things are unfolding. And it's going to be really interesting to see how things continue to transpire. Obviously, NFL coaching news will continue to heat up probably as this month goes along. So I'll try to stay on top of all of that. Uh, so, you know, everyone take care. I will be back with another episode um, tomorrow, recapping the Rams and Cardinals game as well as getting smarter things as well uh, from this weekend and what to expect going forward um, into this next month and you know the NBA season obviously I'm um, going to be reaching the all-star break you know soon enough and we'll see if anything tra- more trades go down um, between some of these teams coming up